All right, here we go. Well, we're probably on Facebook right now, waiting to come on the radio. Got it, it's being live streamed. Let's record this bad boy. All right. Hello, everybody. You got your, you got the right channel. This is WCRN AM eight thirty, and it is time for it's the liquor talking. Uh, we're being simulcast on Facebook Live. Go to the Julio's Liquors Facebook page. And joining me today, as uh, as well as always, is the incomparable, the insatiable Randall J. Bird. That's right. And if you do happen to watch this, uh, well, train wreck uh, on uh, <laughs> video, you would see that we're all wearing gray T-shirts because this is an intellectual show. This is gray matter and gray matters. Well, You're on It's well, the Liquor Talking. Well, my shirt says I'm not for everyone, yeah. but the, 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 the YouTube went more you the classy around. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's got like a polo oh, shirt. Yeah. Right. Of course, the, uh, the wine guy sure, Ray yes. is here. Yeah. We haven't come up with a good nickname for Ray yet. Um, send your but, send your record. <laughs> Send your suggestions to Ted at uh, WCRN for the suggestions for the naming of, of, of Ray, the wine guy. And it might just be the wine guy. I, I don't know. The wine wizard, I was thinking. El Ray. El Ray. I like that. It's like kind like, of a royal. Yeah. El Ray. Yeah. It's like El Cid, yeah. but with Ray. <laughs> Anyways, Ray's here on the dais. He's to join us because it is time for. It's the wine of the week. Stop whining. Stop whining. All right, Ray. Well, uh, I just wanted to, to point thing. out that yeah. if until we can do all the nonsense we want, but right. until he gets through this, he can't get out of here. He's like he's uh, penned. Um, he's he's called penned in. He's penned in here. So let's get you uh, talking about exactly what your wine of the week is. All right. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a uh, uh, an Argentinian mm -hmm. red blend, Claude de la Siete, and that's uh, that's good. I love that and, one. Uh, you know, thank you, Julio's customers, because we sold out in a, in a day, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was that's because I did that one, Ray. Oh, Just want to point there, that one out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thought we'd do a, another red blend oh, cool. today from Argentina, only with a little twist to it. So this today's weather really would call for a nice red wine. Oh, I think, this, too. oh, absolutely, absolutely. So this particular wine is uh, a producer called Millimore. It's a uh, a Malbec blend, okay, and it's uh, from Mendoza. But here's the twist: so unlike wine that's vinified from grapes that are wet, this goes through what is uh, what I call an Amarone style method or process. And in Italian, it's called appesamento uh, in in the Veneto region of you know, Valpolicella. So what this is. Uh, they take grapes that are fully ripened. That's the key. They have to be fully ripened. They take them off in, in the fall and they bring it back to the winery and they either hang whole clusters or lay grapes out on bamboo tables and they let the grapes dry. And this process takes about three months. But the key here really? is, yes, the key here is that the, the storage facility or the loft or whatever they're using has to be fully ventilated with air or the grapes will and rot. no birds <laughs> and no birds, uh, or the grapes will rot so what happens is the uh, grapes become very 
raisin-like, and that's a good thing because now you have concentrated sugars and flavors okay. in the grapes. So the uh, grapes are vinified dry. Uh, about thirty percent of the water is uh, from the drying process. So it's like um, it's like almost a raisin, but it's not a raisin. It still has to have some liquid in there. It it does. It's so about thirty percent less liquid okay. than, than normal. So, which which also is going to cut down on your total production. It it does. And uh, if you get a true Amarone from Italy, uh, the the prices are sixty seventy dollars and up because it's a very labor intensive. Well, labor intensive. Make. You're not going to get as yeah, yeah time. Time is money. We've always oh, known that. Time is money. Time is money. Yeah. But also the yield is is lower. So I mean, there's all these other factors going into the, into making this particular style of wine. Yes. No matter what. No okay. matter what. So uh, they're doing this, uh, like I said, Amarone style. Yeah. So the blend here is, uh, mm, let me see how good my memory is, about 45% Malbec, okay. 40% Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, another insig insignificant grape, I shouldn't say insignificant, but a blending grape called Bernada. It hates when you say that, you know, just so you know, the Bernada grape just hates when you say that. I know, and you're right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's about 10% Bernada and then 5% uh, Cabernet Franc. So yeah, that's about what I taste in the proportions. I, I, <laughs> how, how did I know that? How oh, I know that? Randall. So, uh, so basically, he's a benefile. Oh, I. Oh, yes. Or, yes. or is that villain file? I yeah. can't remember. It's something like that. Last after the last Claude uh, de la Siete uh, tasting we did here, uh, Randall took me aside and said, "Brett, can we do another Argentinian blend?" Yeah, and I, that's I right. said, oh, He's sneaky like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is really nice. Yeah, it's so, got a lot of intense flavor. So with this apesamente or uh, or uh, Amarone style, what you get is a very velvety, soft spice. texture There's in the mouth. There's some spice in there, too. There's some There's spice. Red yes. fruit, spice. So you get red fruit, some uh, a raspberry. You get some yeah. black fruit in there, black raspberry. And another thing that people really, really like, and you get that from the, the, the small bariques they use to age, is a, a mocha or almost chocolatey type chocolatey component type to it. Huh. So uh, this here, this kind of wine here, it just cries out for a a ribeye steak, maybe, uh, just just perfect with. Beef I dishes. will bear the brunt of that, but when I go home tonight, if my wife gets me a steak, I I will bear the rain or whatever, and I will cook that sucker on the grill. You, if I have to. So this wine, uh, I did a little check on. She's it. not listening, so I won't get that. But that's <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> so I did a little check on it uh, this morning, and uh, the normal price we have here at Julio's is seventeen ninety nine, which I'm looking around. Really, this is seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. I'm looking around the area, and we have that in itself is the lowest price, seventeen ninety nine. However, we have it on sale fifteen percent off on a bottle. Really? Makes, yes. So fifteen percent off seventeen. Am I making any money, Ray? I got to pay you. You know, yeah, I, I want to make sure I'm making money on no, this thing. No, no, no. We well, Ray know, is giving wine away again. <laughs> I'm just putting a little note in my notebook. There you go. Yeah. Now uh, we took a position on this because we really, really liked it. We have this in in Malbec, straight Malbec. And we also have it in, in the Cabernet as well. Not in the that uh, style. Not in that style. Which is the one that has that Amarone sort of process. This here, it's called uh, Renaka. 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 So it's uh, yeah, Millimore Renaka Malbec Red Blend. So it's seventeen ninety nine less fifteen percent, which is uh, for this kind of wine, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Price. I know what I'm going. And, and am I correct in the fact that if it starts to get a little bit more chilly or there's a little bit of that that crispness in the air? You want a little bit more intensity in the flavor of the wine, a little bit fuller wine, or is that? I find that a lot of people who 
like red wine, like a very concentrated, intense red wine. That's why we do so well with Napa Cab, yeah, Cab yeah. which are really, you know, fruit forward style wines. But if you like that, you this, really owe it to yourself to to check out like Argentina and Chile. Yeah, there's some great values coming from. But that. I'm thinking as this gets colder weather or that fall, uh, oh, yeah. you know, weather that this is perfect for a lot of those things that you're going to eat that are a little bit more comfort food like or more intense flavors too so, exactly yeah. i mean you know I'm, I'm talking beef i mean you could have uh, poultry with this yeah. you could have cheeses i mean uh, blue cheese would go great even just any hard cheese too yeah, yeah hard cheeses absolutely all day can i can i uh can i want to do a shameless plug right now because this is like i really like this and I, well because now i'm all i can think of is a steak right all your plugs all i can shameless. think of I can, yeah of course all i can think of is steak so I started using, you know, um, uh, uh, Steve Euless from Fireflies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. came out with this thing called Fit Flavor Q that we sell them upstairs, right? So I took one home and I started fooling around with it, see how it would do. I, I'm going to tell you, if you follow the directions and you do it right, now I'm now I'm like I'm salivating because I'm like I could cook a steak on the Flavor Q, and it will come out like it, you know, like it had been cooked over a, a, a like a roaring wood fire, like a charcoal fire on my grill which takes a lot less time and a hell of a lot less cleanup. So uh, I, I have the wine. I already know the process. I just got to go buy the steak. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you've not tried the flavor cue, I tell you right now, I, I, it, it, I fooled around with it a little bit. It, I, I got it down. It's unbelievable. I did chicken the other night and my wife says this is the best chicken you've ever cooked on the grill. Yeah. She actually and you took said all that. the credit. For and it. I did. Yeah. I did. Why wouldn't I take the credit for that? Randall? Yes. All right. So what's the process for drying called in, in Italian? Yeah. A passamento. A passamento. Yes. All right. All right. This yeah. uh, give us the name one more time and give us the price one more time. Okay. Right? So it's Millamore. Millamore is the producer. Yep. And on the label, it's called Renaka Malbec blend. And it's uh, regular price is $17.99, which is a great price to begin with. Yeah. But uh, for the for this week, it's 15% off. All right. And it's upstairs for tasting. We got uh, it for tasting, so you can stop in and absolutely. get it for tasting. Yes. Ray, I want to yes. thank you uh, for coming by and doing that. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, trust me, we'll come up with a nickname for you, and we'll uh, we'll beat that to the death. So. More names, <laughs> more information, more drinking to follow on. Right. It's <laughs> the liquor talking here on WCRN AM 830 on your dial. Please stay tuned. We'll continue more with the live broadcast on Facebook and or viewing mediums. But Ray, thank you. My Another pleasure. winner of a wine. See Great. Ray, see Kathy, see Dennis, see Eric up there. They'll help you get whatever you need for wine. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. Bring Ken down. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. That was beautiful. Yeah, that's All nice right. tasting too. That's really good wine. <laughs> I got I got John over here. He's like, I'm gonna get one of these. I'm gonna get one of these. All right. That's some left. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got studio audience today is now all of a sudden saying they're going up to get wine too. So um, so hurry in and figure out if that's something you wanted to buy or pair with something you have. Yeah. You have plenty of this in stock, right? Right. Enough. It has enough. Enough well, I don't for know. us. These to buy. guys might buy everything out. <laughs> enough for you know. us. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, listen. I'm glad. I'm glad Ray came by and and, and do that. I'm going to try to have Ray here like always every week. A pleasure. And always, I'm always. He's a gentleman, something. unlike us too. Yeah. He's a gentleman. I'm learning stuff all the time. So. Well, well, you know what it is. I I started having. Ray, I wanted Ray to come start coming back on so that you know, the more wine you try, I might actually get you to like wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I better have a better luck. My head yeah. against the wall. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
Listen, right. I've got a limited bandwidth with what I can handle. So <laughs> oh, you gotta one of my favorite quotes from Fired Up the Movie is you can't remember names because the uh, memory banks are full. Yeah. You've got to clear out some space before it can remember new names. And then his uh, co-star is like, that's really not how memory works. But, <laughs> but you go and take that. So it's if I am the same logging thing. it up with all this, you know, grape inspired products. Well, I feel I, like I, I love some having, of the whiskey uh, is going to fall out of the back end of that. that do you think so? In my head, yes. I doubt it. Anyways, um, well, while we're while we're on while we're on break, I was thinking about what we do, uh, what you do on break while we're doing this thing. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, of course, is we had David Kors in the yeah. store um, this 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 past week. It was Whiskey Wednesday with David Kors, and and, and he is in charge of now their sort of like spirits and whiskey. So we got to try, and I figured we would try it on the uh, Five Trail. And I told them I don't like the name because I keep wanting to add an S. It should be Five Trails. Five trails. But yeah. it's Five Trail, Unbroken Spirit, a Blended American Whiskey. It's pretty much, and, and Johnny was, uh, Johnny's here with us today, Johnny on the spot. Johnny also says that, uh, or are you going to do a, a review of this as Frisky Whiskey? I can, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's basically four different. It was basically four different bourbons. I mean, you know, he says whiskey. It was right. One was a single malt. One was a single malt. That's what it was. Thank you. That's why. So I, now I, he's yeah. into batching and blending whiskeys right. and bottling, which I've contested has been the future for the last year or two, but we haven't caught up to that. So I'd be interested I think they're in a little. This. I think they're in Is a this little. Is the drink of the show? No, we're not going to do this in the uh, drink of the show. We're going to do this in the thing. I, I got another drink of the show. But while you're pouring that, I'm going to ask John this question. Uh, a throne appeared over the last week up on the <laughs> dais here. Can he? And do you have. Plunk yourself in it. El Rey was in it just a second before. I have to. How does it fit? Kenny didn't like the chair. Yeah. (laughs) So Kenny went and got his own chair, and now he's not here today. Um, proletariat for him. Yeah, I wanted to get a little something a little bit less. I have to say, it's pretty comfortable. What I don't like about it, though, is like just having seen it all week. I don't like the aesthetic of it because on camera, there's like this giant thing in between the two people talking. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a I was trying to put up a pull, wall. You can pull a lever on the side, and a crown pops out. Okay. Yeah, ah, we think Kenny is like really making a move here to uh, dominate this. Stuff. All right, we're gonna come back. We'll actually do this on the on the radio show. We'll actually change this to the drink of the week because uh, we'll just do it that way. Because course, because course, of course. All right, of course. I'm putting in my mug. Oh boy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Um, Ray is gone. Uh, uh, John Hendricks is uh, joining us. He's uh, Frisky Whiskey. For those of you who read some of his uh, whiskey whiskey reviews online, uh, I all call him Johnny on the spot because anytime I need something, John's right there. He's got it. Boom, That's right. done. That's what I do here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I gave you guys all – we get so – we get we get so entangled during the break talking about Ken's purchase of his new chair, the throne, and we didn't really get to my uh, the next whiskey during the break. So we're right. going to do so it as the drink, drink of, the of the show. And the drink of the show is something we put in our coffee mug because it's nobody's business, which is in our mug in New England. But we're happy to tell you that today it is Five Trail. Singular. Yes. Five Trail. Five trail. Blended American Whiskey. And this is uh, brought to us by Coors. It's at 47.5% ABV. 
Um, they used it, it's actually a combination of four different whiskeys, one of them being uh, single malt. And uh, in the recipe, were they all? The rest of them were all bourbons. The other three were bourbons. They were all right? bourbons, yeah. Three bourbons, different one single malt, and Colorado water. Five different ingredients goes into this. How's that? Did I get that on five trail? And David Kors was here this Wednesday, uh, going over and, and telling us about the, the the new products that they've come out with. And five trail is one. The Barman bourbon is the other. And they just purchased, or or, or, or I shouldn't say purchased. I think they're in a um, um, a group now. That they've sort of merged on this on the thing on the blue run rum, rum uh, uh, bourbon, which which are great bourbon and rye, yeah. bourbon and rye, and we had those on Wednesday. But I wanted you, I wanted to get your opinion on it. it's well, American wanna... whiskey, blended American whiskey, which is sort of a catch-all. And I'm going to use John's uh, pun here, but of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> so uh, we think that the future of well, at least I do. Uh, you know, studio audience, that... one of them was bad. Two, I don't know if I can take. <laughs> well, my question here is. Um, Coors, which is how I've always, but you're saying Coors, 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 of course, Coors. Of course. Oh my God. Are we getting, why are you okay. saying that weird? I don't know. We're getting into the W thing. Uh, my, the point I wanted to make though, was that as you know, bourbon gets saturated and there's a, a high demand for it and people are loving it. We're starting to see uh, the tastes kind of branch out a little bit. Yeah. So four grain bourbons were starting to be a little bit of a thing last year. And I think you're going to see this kind of batching into an American whiskey or an American whiskey style as where you're going to see flavor moving to. And you're going to leave behind uh, a lot of people who are still hardcore bourbon, 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 bourbon. I don't want to hear anything else. But I think if you're actually looking for depth of flavor and character, this batching and blending process that you're starting to see here in the five right. trail is really going to be where it's at. I mean, the problem, the, the basic problem is we're actually defining now American single malt, which is one thing. We have bourbon, oh. we have rye. American whiskey has been sort of this catch-all. It is anything that can fall. It literally is defined fine, as right. anything that's a product of right. the United States, sir. So it's it's going to be more important for like liquid on lips type stuff. You're going to have to try it to see if you like it because the, the variety and the variation is going to be a, a way across the board. Yeah. Um, as to what these things are going to taste like, um, I think they're spot on with this. I I, I really. What did you guys think of this? I, I think it's John. Right. I, I, you know what? I I kind of want to say what I witnessed, right? So there was fifty five people in house, mm -hmm. so yeah. it was a packed crowd for sure. But this stuff like flew out the door after people tried it. So what well, is that? Tell you, probably it's going to be at a great price point, and well, the flavors all there. Yeah. Exactly, it's fifty dollars. It's delicious. Yeah, right. So I mean, it was it, like a no brainer. It, it is a no brainer, and I think that's one of the things of like yeah. some of these people getting into it. Actually, you know. We we can we can hem and haw about like you know uh, the big big beer and all of this type of stuff. Sure. But there are also people that sort of understand the market. Not only that, so they can get they can get their head wrapped around. Let's and David seems to have mm -hmm. um, about coming out with a whiskey that uh, above all tastes good, right. right? They also understand the the dynamics of the marketplace, and they're going like, okay, we can come out this with fifty dollars. Yeah, but that's the, that's the, that's the it. most intensive part of making a product at a distillery in terms of time, labor, and materials is what make in in Scotland they will call wash, or we would call the beer portion. Well, they're not they're using it right now. Still, right. And so, if um, I've always been impressed, even when you were talking about big beer and all these things that everyone loves to hate, their consistency and quality, their right. attention to detail, the fact that there's no variation across plants across the United States or the world, just like Coca-Cola can also get that kind of consistency. 
that attention to detail and flavor is something that this person has come up with through his family right and now is moving it into a spirits thing it it as unnatural as people want to try and make the big bad big beer uh you know conglomerates or whatever they actually have legitimate serious training and understanding of the liquids that's right otherwise they couldn't be in business for the length of time that they've been in i think so i think this is gonna be interesting to see they basically have people contract uh distilling for them right now to their specifications so they're they're, again their main focus is going to be on consistency right so make something or that flavor or fla- or oh, like consistency yeah, of yeah. that flavor. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a, a certain bandwidth that they're trying to hit. David goes through it. If you want to do it, go, go to it's the liquor talking podcast and look at the last one, which you'll see David Coors is there. So yeah. you can, you can watch it. And it's a pretty interesting, it's pretty interesting how they come up with it. But what I'm getting from you two guys is like, this is a very acceptable, really good sort of. It's delicious. Whiskey. Absolutely. There's one more thing I would like to add to this. Uh, one of the things I, 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 well, I, I think one of the things that doesn't necessarily always come across right away, David Coors himself, very humble oh, yeah. guy. And he was very unassuming and unpretentious. So when he was, he was about scared, whiskey, he was actually scared. He was scared about, he was scared about was doing, scared. Well, no, because we were doing like this whole thing. He had never done, like we yeah. do stuff a little bit different here about yeah, that. Sure. He was very unsure about well, having this conversation <laughs> with me in front of 50 people, you know, but, but, but that's his, the whole point of it. It came across really well. He did great. And I think that personality that he has right there right. comes across in the whiskey too. Yeah, I think it's, it's very, right. it's, I, it's just I one agree of those with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's, I don't know. I think you're going to see more and more of this. And I think that we love to demonize big anything. Right. But you can't get to that point, you know, including people in the whiskey space, like the, the major uh, whiskey producers in Scotland or under conglomerates or big kind of uh, things. I'm trying not to mention names here and stuff. Sure. sure. So at the end of the day, though, That's they have dialed fun. in how to make money over decades, boom or bust, how to get stuff to uh, people's uh, lips and, and build brand followings and, and a love of these products. So while everyone else in the craft space is trying to, like, take cheap shots at them, they're really doing something that is has brought everybody to the dance yeah. and then continuing to do their own thing. So I don't really subscribe to that. And I think that if you're looking at stuff like these beers that most people perceive from the craft space as being kind of cheap or, or light or whatever, they brought untold amounts of uh, pleasure and relaxation and sports events and family things coming together for decades at an affordable price. Yeah. And, and that's going to be more important. That's supposed forward, too. to be like a bad thing. I don't understand. Yeah. No, I think it's supposed to be. And the other thing that David was saying too, which I thought was pretty interesting is too, is about, they, you know how much malting they do uh, yeah <laughs> you know so they're talking about like you know uh, how they're they're into the malting so i think you're going to see like a lot of their malts go yeah. into making these and make making these whiskeys so i think that that's another part of it um i want to switch gears for a second because um a new product has come into the store and i wanted you guys i want you guys to try it and it's gonna okay. and speaking of that and the family heritage thing it sort of has a uh it has a really good um it's clear story, but it's a true it story, tequila-y. which I like. Yeah, it, it smells, is tequila. I was going to say it smells like tequila. this is uh, Lalau tequila. OK, and this is 100 percent agave azul tequila blanco distilled in Los Altos de Jalisco. It's made in Mexico. It's 40 percent um, uh, ABV, 80 proof, obviously. And the interesting part of this 
and and this is this is what's sort of really cool about it. Uh, the founder, uh, Eduardo Lalo Gonzalez, is a nickname given to him by his grandfather and the father of premium tequila, Don Julio. So this is the family tradition of 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 Don Julio. If I can jump in, I'll give you a little bit of a of a backstory. So Diageo owns, uh, which is one of the biggest drink companies in the world, owns owns um, Don Julio Tequila, yep. right? Now, the Don Julio and his son uh, could not go out and make uh, tequila because they own they own the the the, the brand. Right. Uh, Diageo owns the brand. But the, but the grandson was way too young to sign an agreement for that. Right. And he wanted to go into the family business. He wanted yeah. to, you know, work at making tequila and, and doing this. This is his tradition that he grew up with. This is now his tequila. Yeah. And what I do like about this, and we've talked about this on the show, and I think this is going to start getting really important. Try the tequila. But it's very well, we've tequila. been drinking. Okay. Well, you've been drinking? Been okay. okay. All right. Thank you. I've been yapping over here. So I get it. So, um, We've talked about this tequila. It's going to be very important, I think, uh, going forward for tequila to become very transparent of what they're doing to the tequila. And I will, I'll put this out there. Blanco is the most transparent of the tequilas. <laughs> Thank you, Randall Bird. Yes, it is because it's clear, so therefore transparent. No, you know what I'm talking about, about additives and all this stuff. So yeah, here's, yeah. here's my general thing. If your tequila, if your tequila straight, and I don't care where you mix it or whatever, but if your tequila straight tastes like a birthday cake, then it probably has additives in it because really it doesn't taste tequila doesn't taste like a birthday cake. No. Um, you know, if you if you get a reposado and anejo and they've been aged in barrels, you get some of that bourbon-esque sort of flavors to it, which can include vanilla and caramel and stuff like that. But it's not going to be to the point where, you know, you're, you're drinking it and somebody's in the in the background singing happy birthday to you. So what do you guys think? No, no additives at all. This is all Highland agave, champagne yeast and deep well water. That's it. I, I really like it. Like, I think you can really taste the agave. This one. That's yeah. Like yeah. Through. Yeah. A great, a great uh, tequila is going to have a vegetable kind of light sweetness. And when vegetable. I say sweetness. Yeah. Um, I'm saying something like when you're mowing the, the yard and you get that, those grass clippings, it has a, a slightly sweet aroma, but it isn't sugary. Right. And this is uh, alluding to the birthday cake thing that you've got there. So in any point that I find a good Blanco tequila, with that vegetative uh, kind of flavor, you can substitute it in for any vodka and make everything, in my opinion, taste better because the other one's neutral. And this one has flavor. And this one actually, you're this working has some with great a great flavor. That you can this do. is it's a really nice. good flavor. I will very tell you right now, too. The, the regular price of this is below $50. Yeah. Nice. I think it's like 45 bucks if we have it upstairs for right now. And I know there's, there's going to be some sales and some, some deals coming out on this because yeah. it's relatively new. It's out right now. But this is less expensive than a lot of other what we would consider the premium sort of tequilas that are out there and i'm not going to mention any names but this flavor profile and the the transparency of what's going in this and the 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 organic part of this coming in this is is by far awesome. superior oh wow well and we like this uh we like superior we like talking about it and we like it's the liquor talking here on wcrn uh, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be back with more on the other side of that. You continue watching on Facebook Live if you so choose. Warp speed, Captain Sulo. Is that what the chairs are running? <laughs> this is good tequila. I, I like this tequila. Uh, I, yeah, think it's, I think it's, it's really nice. 
it's nice if to you see do, if you do it well and i do think yeah. that you're going to start to see a lot more in the tequila space that is making sure that there's no additives which is legally allowed you can do like, it it's just but, it's just gonna be that, frowned that upon more information on where it's coming from right i don't know you know deep well water is a, is a nice thing to say but i'm not sure how much that is going to have a profound influence on it because you're distilling you're distilling Right. And you're going to strip out some of that stuff. But it's a nice presentation, too. I think that a lot of stuff looks like a little bit um, shinier or like silver accents and things that make it look, to me, they're trying to make it look classy, which has almost the opposite effect on some right. of those things that you're you're doing. Simple packaging. But nice, attractive straightforward packaging. packaging. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, if you look at the top of that, I, it, it's got a, a symbol on the top. Yeah, it looks like a I have mission. A, I actually have a pin, and I couldn't figure out... <laughs> In my collection of pins, I had this pen. I go, what is this one? And I couldn't figure it out. And I saw it. And I go, oh, somebody gave it to me. I don't know yeah. when. I, I, I must have met somebody. Because it had to be before it was even introduced to the United States. But it is that pen. Yeah. So, all right. Um, since we're in uh, commercial break and we're, we're, on, we're, on, the, we're, on, the, uh, we're on Facebook right now, I'm going to give you guys the, the preview. I'm going to give you guys a preview of the question of the show. Please do not answer. We'll give the full question. If anybody's listening to us on Facebook uh, live, you can certainly uh, plug in your answer. Okay. Um, I thought because of today's weather that this would be a good one to do. Uh, here's the larceny question of the show is what weather inspired mixed drink was created in New Orleans? A hurricane cocktail B the bourbon street tornado C saints and sinners cocktail or D the rainy day cocktail. Now, I'm I'm glad I'm doing this today because <laughs> Kenny's not here. Because Kenny spent way too much time in New Orleans. He went to school down there. So well, um, suffering from I may tropical have... depression. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. only therapy is more alcohol. <laughs> is that thank you, doctor? You don't play one no, on TV, by the way. Yeah. So no, I mean, okay. So no credentials are qualified. People that are watching us on Facebook Live, you can give me your answer. What weather-inspired mixed drink was created in New Orleans? Uh, a, Hurricane Cocktail, B, the Bourbon Street Tornado, C, Saints and Sinners Cocktail, or D, the Rainy Day Cocktail? And I'll, we'll, we'll actually do that when we come back on, on the show. I'll read it out. And we'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll even let the studio audience answer this one. We'll see how they do. All right, here we go. All right, well, we go. We're going. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. Uh, during the break, we um, were st still talking a little bit about that tequila. I think that's a really that's good a one. Lalo tequila. Lalo. Lalo. L-A-L-O. Um, I think that's a I, that's a really nice one. I'm, Kenny's going to be mad that he's not here to taste that because I think he would have liked that one. Uh, I'll save some for him. <laughs> no, no, well, no, we won't. He's out weathering a we storm. Have, we have to turn, I'm like, we have to turn. That is a lie. <laughs> He's out in the in the weather. He's in the we weather. Say. He's coming in back the storm. Philly. But yeah. um, you had a storm-based question. I did have a storm because you want to do this. I, I, first, I want to tell you about. I, I got to tell you a hawk story. Oh boy. So, oh. so 
we we've we've been down this road before. I had two Cooper Hawks in my backyard that were in like the woods behind me. The raptor right? birds. Yep. The raptor okay. birds, right? And I could I get to the point where I could whistle and the hawks would come. Oh. And no one believed this until my my wife was outside and and I and I whistled and they came. And now she's very begrudgingly has to say, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Ryan Hat does call the Hawks, and they do come. I'm going to translate what Ryan just said. <laughs> his wife, who finds him insufferable because he's, as his T-shirt says, not for, not for everyone, not for everyone, has come up with a new way that <laughs> could drive her crazy by calling Hawks yeah. with the very sound and timber of his whistle or voice. Yes, and it was, it was, it was a pair of Cooper Hawks that you know they buzz through the. They're really cool, but anyway, so I so I come out this morning to come to the show and i have i have crows in the front yard of course they're trying to they just cut the grass so now they're trying to get like whatever the grubs, yeah. get grubs and whatever and they're all out there and so i walk out the garage door and i do my hawk whistle right <laughs> thinking i'm just gonna scare the crows away no out of nowhere a red-tailed hawk comes down and he's like 15 feet in front of me swoops down and scares all the crows away and then flies away like like yeah like i've summoned him i come running back in the door and i go jen you're never going to believe what happened and she goes you know normally i wouldn't believe this but because of the cooper hawks i actually do believe that that happened <laughs> so so i just want to say uh you know that i'm a colonel in kentucky so now yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's colonel so, it's yeah, colonel was, hawk now right exactly. it's colonel hawk so in case and, you I, and just because of my being insufferable a Cooper Hawk is a barrel term, right? A Cooper, yeah, yeah, and it is. crows is also a barrel that's true term, too. Look at this. Wow. It all, maybe that's how it all relates. It's I have no idea. The liquor talk. It all comes together. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Enough right, of my foolishness. Question of the show. Let's do the larceny question of the show. What weather inspired mixed drink was created in New Orleans? The Hurricane cocktail, the Bourbon Street tornado, Saints and Sinners cocktail, or Rainy Day cocktail? I will go with Randall Bird first. I'm gonna have to go with the hurricane, but I I don't know what Saints and Center is a weather related. Well, I don't know. How I'm just that? I'm just I, well. Okay. Then, then it probably isn't that one, is it? Randall? Okay, hurricane, but hurricane. you know, mixed drink. <laughs> He's always in a rock with like the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Johnny, what do you think? The answer is yes. I have a gray T-shirt on too. Oh, great. Right. Right, there good. you go. But I'm also going with hurricane. Hurricane studio audience. He, they, they were, everybody is pretty unanimous. Um, let me look at Facebook uh, Live. Is I have quite a few here for Hurricane. The answer is, of course, uh, the Hurricane cocktail. Pat O'Brien. I mean, if I had said that, yeah. you probably got it right. Invented the Hurricane by accident. He, want, he wanted to use up uh, local rum distribution. Uh, he wanted to use up the lo rum local distributors forced him to buy. He poured one part dark rum, one part light rum, half, uh, half a part of old proof rum, passion fruit syrup, lemon, into a hurricane-shaped lamp, the hurricane has been the mainstay of New Orleans mixed drink culture ever since. How long has that been? Who is know. Pat O'Brien? I don't know. It's been a while. I, I don't know any of these. Pat, Pat O'Brien's is the is the famous, oh, is that a it's a oh, famous it's, bar. It's a, it's a bar. Pat okay. O'Brien's bar where you can get the famous hurricane. Yeah, you All can right. also get the famous hurricane. I've heard going through some drive-throughs in the uh, brown paper bag, you can get them frozen that way. Wow supposedly i don't know well, if they that, of course a bunch my, of things my, they have like if you go down to new orleans they have a whole bunch of things where they have like you know cocktails cocktails yeah. to go and walking on the street with yeah, the cocktails yeah. pretty good and but a little have... known fact is that my spirit luchador is blue huracana 
the Blue Hurricane, <laughs> who I have a personal connection to, and parts of his uh, right. wrestling outfit. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> At it's, some point, how do I, mean, I get I out of this? Derailed it. I, yeah, well, well, congratulations, you have done so. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, this week um, that just came in, and I thought we should go through it. And um, we're it's sort of like a storm theme here. We got t- we got two new whiskeys came in this week, right? So we have um, the, the stuff from New Riff, uh, which is in Kentucky, but man, is it close to Cincinnati? <laughs> Yeah. Um, actually, I think we crossed into Cincinnati to get to the distillery. So new riff. Um, this is uh, uh, new barrels that we've done. This one is called it's a lock and key product. This one's called one. And uh, because when we tasted it, Randall go, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the, the one. The one. Um, and it was also number. it happened to be number one. Um, but we had some other people with us. They were hemming and hollering about, you know, different ones. And it's like, no, we, you guys can buy that another, another one, if you like, but we're getting this one. So um, here you guys go. Let me give you guys some here. All about about the one. Yep. Here you go, Johnny. Now, if we're doing a storm based theme, is there a drink made with Jack Daniels called the stormy Daniels? (laughs) No, but there probably should be. Right. So um, this is the new riff. This is the bourbon. This is a, the bourbon barrel. It's 114.5 proof. So that would translate to 57.25% uh, ABV. Um, this is uh, distilled April uh, 2019, bottled August uh, 2023. Uh, I'm not going to give you the, the notes that they have here because I would much rather you guys come to your own conclusions, but I know what I get on the nose. And I still get it. It's like maple syrup on the nose. ABC delish on this. Yes. I do love and that wine from earlier, but this would be my my rainy stormy day supply. Yeah. This is so I, I cannot believe like this is fairly young. This is only like this four. like almost like a, a smoke or yeah. yeah, it does anything. So to answer the question as people like almost barbecue look at over now I'm thinking about that barbecue long age <laughs> statements. Yeah. This is not fall into that category, but if you're interested in flavor. This it's is so good. Deliver. This is really good. Johnny, you'll have this upstairs, sure. right? Yeah, it'll be on my cart. It'll be on the cart. You come can get me. this. This is just in. This is. But if you come uh, late, there may not be a whole lot left. This is this for. 59 <laughs> So under under $60 for this one. I, I just think this is. And there's a special right now. Well, no, that's on. No, no, no. Oh. I don't get into that. There's nothing special no, no. about Nothing special about us. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but this is. um. Again, this is a four-year-old, but man. This such good Get flavor. Off the age, age statement. statement. I know, I know, I know. I don't really look at them, but I always worry about taste. But I always like. Well, I always know, know other people. I, don't, say I can't something. tell you how many people that we might have tasted this with would go right past it because they'd be looking for that higher age, no. special location warehouse, whatever yep. the nonsense is. And I'm like, pay attention to the to taste. The whiskey uh, speaking to you. Yeah, pay attention to the taste. Here, I'm going to give you guys this one. This is this is the um, second barrel that we got from New Rift. They both arrived, and by second, I only mean um, I have to taste them in this order because of well, flavor the first profiles. First one, was one. Yes, exactly. Well, so naturally, this is. So this is um, this one we we dubbed um, Rye of the Storm. Perfect for today. Yeah, so it's not it's not a pretty cool that it's hitting today. The I think too. Storm theme going on. You know, we got the uh, you know the basically the end of summer, right? We're we're done. So, oh, I thought that was that's uh, Equinox is tomorrow, Equinox. right? It's today. It's today. It's today. It's today. Yeah, yeah. It's this morning. Saturday. You're like, right. Yeah. 
He wanted to get up at like four in the morning, I guess, officially or something like that. The four or five o'clock in the morning. Autumnal equinox. Yeah. Somebody worked it in before I did. <laughs> <laughs> so try, I love to say so, equinox. So try. No, it's because <laughs> autumnal is the word they like to say. Anyways, um, so this is the rye whiskey. This is at um, 113, so 56.5 ABV. This was bottled in uh, November of 2018, and um, that was distilled 2018. Yeah. It was bottled August uh, 2023. So that is fantastic. Yeah, delicious. So this one here is is uh, sixty is a little bit uh, more expensive, sixty four ninety nine. But this like, is a really good ride. That's I like love the this ride. of a classic ride. There's so many things going on in there. I don't know what they're doing um, per se to make this taste so good out of New Riff, but um, if they're really grinding good. up pixies in the back and throwing it in the whiskey, I have no idea. But keep doing it. I mean these. These are. Sort of, I think these are actually the first. Uh, they may be the first ones in mass that we uh, that somebody went down into the distillery and picked, um, which I think gives us a lot better leeway when we go and do them at the distillery and taste them at the distillery. It's all about the relationships. Um, but man, they picked some, they picked some really good barrels for us to, to taste, but these two were like those head really and shoulders yeah, above the rest. They were really, really fantastic. good. Fantastic. So I hope you like them. Come in, see John. He's here. Um, he's got, he's going to have these open. Um, and you know, that's the great thing is what we're trying to do more and more of and making sure that everybody understands that is like, try it before you buy it. We want you to walk out of here already knowing the answer. It's the best education you could give somebody, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, when you're making your own decisions too. Exactly. I mean, it's a very have the confidence thing. to be able to serve it. Sure. And understand yeah. that people will also enjoy that and feel confident about the money they spent. Sure. I know our Fred and Brett from uh, Benny's has been doing these for a while because they've been in... Um, uh, Chicago for 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 a while, but and he's been told me so when they when they open up, make sure you get down there and, and yeah, and, new riff was and, and get and get a barrel from them. And I'm very glad I I listened to what he said. Yeah, once and once the only, and only time, time the only time I listened to Brett. That is not true. That is not true. I dare how dare you, Randall? How dare you? Well, we're talking about listening, but we're actually talking on it's the liquor talking, <laughs> not talking? it's the liquor listening. Oh, okay. And we're going to take uh, a little bit of a break and come back uh, with more alcohol stories and regale you with information here on It's the Liquor Talk. And please stay tuned. And you're lining stuff up right now, right? Yep. Oh, I get stuff right for us. Okay. All right. So, so um, I want to I want to go through some stuff on the on the air when we're on the we're on the radio but but we we actually got um called up from the miners <laughs> uh greg howard or howie as a lot of people call him stopped by who does the al cacino we've been we've, we've tried some of the al cacinos mm -hmm. we've really really liked them and um he, st he stopped by and said hey we're working on a new product would you guys want to try it and I said, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, no, I don't want to do that. So um, he, brought, Whoa. he, he chilled. chilled. I got him already chilled. Nice. This is the original, but they're made with oat milk. Oh, so he did uh, vanilla bean made with oat milk and regular. And these are at 5% because you remember the other ones are like 13 and a half. So these are only 5% uh, ABV. 
And these are alcohol that's been seeped through a pair of khaki pants. What's the chino? Al Cacino is it's spiked iced coffee, vodka oh, with oat milk, arabica like coffee, cane sugar, okay. and other natural yeah. flavors. So let's do the um, original because I always think that's the way you should always start. I, I like this idea. So if you're going through the drive-through and you're ordering your coffee, right? One of the or a latte, or one of the things you can do is change the dairy. So we've got our oat milk product now. So let's try, try the oatmeal. It's got a little bit. It's got a little bit <laughs> One, less alcohol. I don't alcohol. buy coffee or drink it, but uh... I get my coffee with oat milk now. I, I do. I do yeah, like it. You want to try some? You're good. Okay. So here it is. Try this and see what. There, there, there. This isn't a final product yet. So just, just know that. Oh, tastes like a dessert. Well, it's a latte. I really like that. What do you mean? What's that mean? Well, it's a coffee. It's a latte with like usually that means about half milk, right? But um, isn't that chai or that tea? Chai is tea. Chai is tea. <laughs> I, I like I, this. I think I, it's really I, good. I like this a lot. I like this a lot yeah, too. Yeah. It's maybe a little too sweet for me. You like this a latte? The a latte. latte. It's what it's kind of like. It's like an iced latte. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This it tastes it's like really dessert. Good. It doesn't yeah, yeah. taste like coffee, which is why I'm enjoying it. The thing it. I find with oat milk, when I use oat milk in my um, like my coffee and stuff, I, I also don't use as much sugar because I find oat I, milk has a little bit of sweetness to it. I usually get my coffee black. The oats are really small. Black. They're, hard to, they're hard to milk. They're hard to milk. Yes, they are. So the other one we got is a vanilla bean. This is also um, done with oat milk instead of regular dairy. So, so the other one was just regular latte with, latte with this milk. is a vanilla bean now latte. this is oat milk and vanilla, vanilla bean yeah not that so. i condone this but you know having kids that have had played sports and you know you're out in the soccer field at like 8 a.m and you're sitting there with your coffee and you know there's always that one parent that might have a little nip of something in their pocket and you pour it into people mm. just go straight to this man this is really good. Sporting events. This is really good too. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the regular a little bit better, but the vanilla bean one is it reminds is, me is of really coffee good. ice cream. Yeah, it does remind you of coffee a little bit yeah, of coffee sure. ice cream. And a little bit more on the vanilla side on this one. I, but the the only thing I would say is I'm a, it's a little sweet for me. I don't like it quite this sweet. You like to keep that bitter core. Yeah. So did you like deep the, inside the you original? I think I think I like the original one a little bit better, and I think but I like it. It's a little bit sweet now. We go, we're coming back. We're actually going to do a flavor test. Well, so oh, be prepared. Okay. All right. Save a little. My no, no, not this one. This one's fine. We're all done with this one because we're going back to the show. I only wanted to do this on the commercial break because I thought since he hasn't had it out yet, I just wanted. What's your opinion? Do you like this one? Yeah, I do like them. I'm not a big coffee fan, but these remind me of something that's sweeter and more dessert. What do you think, Johnny? I love them. I think they're really yeah, good. They're I think really they're right good. on the path. Yeah. I'd make it a little less sweet, but that's me. But I'm not everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. During the break, we were actually um, got to try some of the new Al Cacino um, oat milk uh, lattes that are spiked latte, spiked lattes over the break. I thought they were really good. Um, they're not available yet. They actually sent them to us and sort of wanted our opinion of, of how they were. They won't they will do the exact opposite of whatever we said. But that being said, <laughs> they were really they were actually really good. And we've been pretty impressed with the product. It's a relatively new product that we've been uh, introduced to. And um, 
just because of we've been talking on it, um, Greg Howard, who's uh, is how known to his friends as Howie, is the guy behind Al Cacino, stopped in this week and said, hey, would you guys take a like what you're talking about? Would you, we'd like your opinion on something. And I don't get to give my opinion at home. So it was sort of really nice to be able to do well, that. Your here opinion is always wrong. Oh, well, that's true. It, it got my ultimate vote, which is I voted with my wallet and I took some home. Oh, you, you, you did buy some last week. That's yeah, true. Did. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this this past week, uh, maybe, um, yeah, I think it was this finally this past week, we've been waiting for the Duncan spiked, spiked iced coffee to come. That's being made up, uh, I think, um, who's making that? Uh, Harpoon is making this for, uh, for Dunkin' Donuts. It's a 6% Dunkin' Donuts spike. Why don't you pull those? Out? I got one cold for us. This is cold. That one's, is that one cold? Well, I got, I got one could just come out of the ice here, so. All right. Um, this is the original so ice coffee. Original this is brand coffee, new. Twenty spiked. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-one plus. And um, I wanted you guys to have. To, this is a new one. So this is the only thing I really questions on this stuff. This stuff is malt based. Okay, oh. so it's not like the Alcachinos that we've had. And I got, I got one of those. If you guys want to try it up against it, but here at the Duncan's spiked coffee. Yeah, don't, don't. So they're not. So Harpoon is making the malt based alcohol for it. All right, I'm gonna. But they're I'm not. Gonna, they're I'll, not putting beer in. So this is no, no. But it, it is. They use instead of uh, vodka. They're using. They're using a. Uh, uh, they're using malt. Um, fermented. It smells more like coffee than the latte stuff does. This is the original iced coffee. Now I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage. I don't, there's only one type, right? Yeah. Original iced coffee. So I'm going to take a, this is like black coffee. And in a regular in New England is not black. A regular has cream and sugar. In other parts of the country, a yes. regular is black. It's black. Yep. But you're talking about New England here, and it is usually with cream and sugar. And I will, however, I will also say this because I have this fight if I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get coffee. The the default setting is hot. <laughs> May I say that if I ask for a yes. coffee, I want hot. I, I should if I want iced coffee, I should say iced Ice. coffee. So when I ask for a coffee, Joe, give me an iced coffee. Who else has that problem? You don't, Randall, because you don't even. No, know. but I do have to ask for unsweetened iced tea. Yeah. And Same. part of the problem is that you're saying the word sweet usually through a little intercom that the translation goes haywire. <laughs> yeah. And so um, why wouldn't you just say uh, iced tea and then specify if it's sweetened? Right. Because when you say unsweetened, they may hear only the sweetened. Right. So now they're going to get sweet. You know what helps with that, I find, is if you ask if they have any fresh brewed iced tea. Or ask for a diet soda. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's here's my take. We were talking about this. We're going to have to probably retry this when Kenny's back because Kenny was – um, very gung ho about the fact that they were doing Duncan Spiked. And look, they're two local companies. I'm I'm really happy that they're doing stuff. Sure. Together. Um, I it's it's the Dunkin' Donuts name. I think it's going to do well. It is. It does have sweet. It is sweet. So it's like black mm-hmm. coffee with sugar. Sure. I mean that's out of the the equivalent, right? I am getting that flavor at the end, which doesn't to me taste like coffee. I, am I wrong, or is everybody You're else? It tastes on. like almost like a fruit juice kind of, and it's funky. Now, all right, I'm going to give you this because I'm going to give you this because I wasn't going to do this, but I think I need to now. I had another bo- a can of Al Cacino, 
which is the original spiked original latte. So this is not with the oat milk. This is the regular one that's on the shelf that John bought. I think you bought the mocha though, right? I did. did This is the regular one. So this would be the most like, just like coffee, right? And I'm still waiting for that bourbon vanilla one. to come. Now that's out. This is coming back. I talked Uh, to him about that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that like, look, the Dunkin' Donuts is going for more of a coffee taste where the Al Cacino is going more for that latte. latte. Yep. Sort of thing. So it's got way too much cream than a regular coffee would have. But I think using the vodka, there's no weird aftertaste. Am I wrong? No, you're spot on. Um, uh, you're comparing these last two that you've poured to each other. Well, I just wanted in to terms say, like, of the alcohol taste. Or I just wanted to like how just general general taste. Yeah, I, I definitely get you, you lost me a malt. <laughs> so like, um, I definitely get some of that malt funk. I just, it's hard I'm gonna to compare ask, the two because one tastes like coffee that something's been added to it, and the other one tastes like uh, milk or ice cream that's melted. And okay, they're different animals. They're different yeah. animals. But I just, I, I, I the, just tasting the Duncan spiked on its own. Yeah, let's just judge. Let's be judgy about that. Okay. okay, it does smell, and it does. The initial taste is coffee. I give him that. But it there evolves is a, into the back end almost a, like there's a, a spot of apple juice or cranberry juice. Something. So it goes to a sweetness that is not, not typical to, to the bitter the end note of a, of a coffee. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do great. I'm sure people are going to actually yeah. spike this up. They're going to sure. do they're going to spike the spike. They're going to do other things with it. But but if you're looking for coffee flavor out of all the ones that we've tasted, I think that this one is. That's like a, a watery coffee. It's or a watery coffee. coffee yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's a like watery a nice coffee, coffee with sugar in it. So, yeah. all right. Um, you know, um, we I get your choice. We got enough time to do a couple different things. I I think that what I want to do is it's, this is no choice, John. This is, this is yeah. I don't know what I, I'm just deciding what I want right. to do. Well, somebody yelled at me the other week because we did the pumpkin, the beer, the pumpkin show, the great pumpkin yeah. show. Oh yeah, and we did all those pumpkin Stuff beers, and we nightmares. thought it came out. By the way, um. That that gorgeous one from uh, oh. Mighty Squirrel was by far the best. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. If I have to, if I had to, ha- if I had to drink pumpkin beer, that would be it. And uh, I know that's a hard thing for you to say. Because it is very you have a long-standing kind of and that had pumpkin nemesis in the squirrels of your yard that's and true. neighborhoods. So to actually that mention true. that that is true. I got to change. I have to train the hawks to go after the squirrels now. And just to add to that a little bit, I did have all of those open up on the cart afterwards, yep. right? Yep. And I think people again voted with their wallets. The one that won by the people yep. is the rogue. It was the rogue, and I that was that, number. Well, I think I had number there. two. I think yeah, I had yeah. number two or three. You did. You had that as number two. Yeah. So my top three, I mean, those are my top three were sort of were, were good. All right. So this is something else that's. Yeah, I, I got this. Actually, Johnny, there's a can on the on the desk. If you can grab that, this would be a can right right, right there. You got it? Got it. So you guys can have it, too. This is uh, this is a lamplighter from Cambridge. This is a uh, Marsden style lager. I got Saudi L, 6% alcohol. This is an Oktoberfest. Okay, so this was sort of I got yelled at because like, why are you doing pumpkin? You should be doing Oktoberfest. And I like, yeah, but everybody else said that wouldn't be enough torture for me. So I really need to do (laughs) I really need to do the pumpkin because I guess they want me to suffer. So Um, and Oktoberfest has really traditionally been sort of celebrated in September. And then we talk about, you know, uh, seasonal creep, monthly creep. Yeah, that's a monthly creep. But but. Oktoberfest really sort of started as getting everything ready to start brewing again. 
in the winter time. So any beer that was left over, that's what you were drinking. That's your October. To, well, and to start the making of the beer in October. So traditionally, a lot of times it ended up, you started drinking in September to get all the equipment ready and get the barrels empty so you could start brewing again in October. So I don't know. My, my favorite, favorite thing that I've seen recently is the interpretation that it's okay to beer fest. <laughs> which well, I, that's not bad. I looked at the label. Yep. I was like, your oh. cousin. Is that what, like Budweiser? Yeah. Because you and I, in, in, you know, the H letter means something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam Adams. Okay. To be so this fest. is a Marzen style lager um, from uh, Lamplighter out of, out of Cambridge. Um, Marzen style is usually a, a heavier, maltier sort of uh, flavor, which would have been sort of some of the beer that would have been done in like, you know, in no March pumpkin. and stuff like no that. Pumpkin no pumpkin spice. taste in this one. It's by the way, it's beer flavored beer. So um, I'm all for it. It's got like a, it. a, it's got more of a multi taste. A studio audience, what says you like it? I like it. Like it. Um, but this is a really nice Oktoberfest beer made here in Massachusetts. Yeah. So if you're looking to, um, you know, maybe not getting German beer, but want something locally, this would be a good choice for you. So I don't have to hop on a plane. I can just walk into the aisle. Well, if you can go to Oktoberfest, I'm going. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, I'm going to just have this when I, when I can have it. So I think that's pretty much um, that pretty much wraps up the show today. Um, Randall, I did want to know, um, I had an article here. I got to find it. Maybe I'll, I'll talk to you about it next time. There was some guy that was, uh, oh, here it is. Man who tried to cross the ocean in a human hamster wheel is banned from the sea. I don't know if you saw that one, but immediately thought that I had to check the name, make sure it wasn't Randall J. Bird that was doing well, that. So that's a lot of effort. We'll talk about that. I think we need to talk about it. Yeah, we need to we need to talk about this one. I think we'll have wow. to wait for the next show. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of that. Continue joining us next week or on other uh, broadcasts of It's the Liquor Talking here on WCRN. Uh, thank you for listening. And there'll be more to follow in the repeat of the show, but also uh, new content to follow. Yeah. Go to It's the Liquor Talking wherever you get your podcasts in case you have a problem sleeping. Bye, Ted. Thanks, Ted. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. I, I got rid of Ted. <laughs> Ted's gone. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the show today. And uh, be safe, everybody. Talk to you later. And let's end the Facebook Live.